This is a Locker Room Production. Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Radio Locker Room Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of Fun and Games for the evening. At some point, I'll get the name of the show right. But, you know, uh, you know what? I'll take it. The, the Flyers, they're not going anywhere, and they've been absolutely the most frustrating thing uh, I, I've ever seen. But it's always nice to beat the Penguins. I can't believe two things. I can't believe... They've never beaten the Penguins in a shootout before. I mean, I guess I can because they're dreadful, but you'd think, like, they'd win one here or there. And two, I can't believe this is only the sixth shootout against the Penguins. That's, uh, I don't know, it's kind of surprising. They play them a ton every year. A lot of their games go to overtime. It just seemed like like 0 for 5 against them, now 1 for 6. Uh, I don't know. Thought, thought they would have had more. That was... um. That was a lot of fun tonight, I will say. At least for a little while, we forgot to we got to forget about all of the all of the disappointments and all of the frustrations of this season, and kind of just focus on one game. And I think that's how I'm going to take it from here on out. Now, the next time they lose seven one, I'm sure I'll have a different feeling. But you know, over these next, what do they have left? Thirteen games, fourteen including tonight, or thirteen including tonight, twelve, something like that. I think I'm just going to take it one game at a time and uh, tell me that's not a cliche, but I'm just going to judge them by their effort and what I see every single night. And what I saw tonight was a team that I I don't know if they look desperate, but they looked engaged. Uh, It's the Penguins. They get up for these games. We always know that. Uh, But I'll tell you, I was super happy with two things tonight. I was super happy. One with Carter Hart. Uh, of course, he chooses tonight, a night I bet the over at six and a half to, uh, and maybe some Penguins team total overs, but that's a different story. Carter Hart chose tonight to play maybe his best game of the season. You know, that first shootout goal, the one goal he allowed, both of them, eh, you know, when Crosby scores, it's not like, it's not like I can hold it against you. You know, the one goal he allowed in regulation, um, yeah, he it shouldn't have gone in, but when Crosby scores like a goal in the paint, it's not it's not something I can really hold against you. He's got a lot of those. He's pretty freaking good. But Carter Hart was phenomenal tonight, and that's awesome. And it was really good to see Wade Allison. And I know, I know, first game adrenaline. You know, guys always look good in their first game. You just have so much pent up. I'm gonna prove something tonight. I'm gonna prove I belong. I'm so excited to be out here. But Wade Allison looked dangerous on uh, many, if not all, of his shifts. And that's not something we've been able to say about a ton of Flyers players this year. So if what we can take away from this game is Carter Hart is figuring it out and Wade Allison is potentially a nice piece for the future who could factor in, that's all well and good. I'm not looking at this completely out of context. I understand that they have been so just so maddening this year. And I understand all those emotions. Trust me. I do this show after every game pretty much. And I've been angry most of the season, but I think from this, just one, we can take away some good things, some positives in at least those regards. Now, as it pertains to the rest of the season, I don't think they're going to make a run. I don't think they build on this because 
How many times have we said, oh, this is something to build on? Like we've been saying it for a month and a half now, and it doesn't end up that way. It just doesn't seem like they have it in them this year. But I don't know. Just feels good to beat the Penguins. Jeff Carter looked real good, didn't score against them, and that's huge. Really thought Jeff Carter was going to score tonight. I think everybody here probably did, but uh, I don't know. I'm not really sure how to feel about this one. So with that said, let's go to you. Let's see what you have to say. And uh, maybe we can figure some things out together. Let's lead it off with Zach Boyle. Zach, you're the first caller on the post game. Hey, Bill. How you doing? How are you tonight? Uh, I'm doing really well. I spent four years of college at West Virginia, so I had to listen to Pans fans for four years talk about how amazing they are. And basically their franchise was like one wrong step away from being in Kansas City. So this is just, it makes me feel good, you know? It just makes me feel good anytime we had to beat them. But uh, love Wade Allison. And I think Keith Jones said it either a game or two ago where he was like, when I got called up to Washington Capitals, I was kind of looking at, like, what could I do, insert some energy into that team, and that it was a team that was struggling. And not saying Wade Allison is going to come in and be the savior of Rome or anything like that, but I think that when you can inject someone that is going to bring a grit and a certain style of play like he's going to bring, that might set a tone for the rest of the team. Like, like we can take something away from this. Like, this isn't a, a, a foregone conclusion of a season. So that really made me happy to see that at least someone was bringing life to other players on the team. Yeah, and if they wanted this one for him, like he's playing his ass off, or they wanted it for Carter Hart, just the fact that they really seemed to want it. And, yeah, you know, it's a it's a 2-1 game. It's 1-1 into overtime. It's not like they came out and were a desperate team and did what they had to do. They went in a shootout. That's kind of a coin flip, but I'll take it at this point just to see some sort of backbone in this team, some sort of we didn't quit yet uh, out of them, you know? 100%. 100%. And um, I know Wade's been someone that I've been following for a long time, like ever since I heard his name. And then uh, I remember the rumors about like how he might not even sign with Philadelphia coming out of college. It's just it's good to see someone that like was not exactly like what he was told, like what all of us fans were told he was going to be. But like he's a valuable piece on a NHL roster like I, I think they even talked about it pregame where they're like yeah they're talking to coaches out of Western Michigan where he came from and they're like yeah he's an NHL player and that's just good to hear like we've got one more piece out of the the years that we were rebuilding that we can just plug in and, and see where it goes absolutely and thanks a lot Zach yeah and I think that's huge just like I, I've been railing the last couple weeks the idea that hey, do we really in eight years not have anyone who can replace Michael Roffel? And I'm not saying he's going to be just some fourth-line grinder. I'm just – the fact that they're able to bring someone up and he might have NHL upside and be more than we thought he was going to be or even just play a role on this thing moving forward, it's a great sign. Uh, this game, you know, it doesn't take away from what they've done all season, the disappointment of all season, but just looking at this – looking at how maybe Wade Allison, like uh, like Zach said, he's not going to be the savior of the season or anything, but it's just one more thing we can watch for and one more thing that can give us a little hope going into next season. All right, let's go to Nikki Hall. Nikki, you are live on the post game. Hey, Bill. How are you tonight? How are you doing tonight? Doing all right, doing all right. Um, not going to lie. Going into tonight, I kind of had the game off to the side because I wanted to give us the benefit of the doubt because – 
I just knew I was just like, you know, first period, nothing really happened. But the man I saw Crosby score the first goal, I was just like, oh, here we go again. And then, you know, sure enough, not a period later, Jake knots it up. And I'm just like, all right, all right, I'll keep watching. That's fine. And, Kane's That's, and Jake scoring tonight. I think I bet Jake to score every game against the Penguins this year because he always scores against the Penguins. Like his yeah, numbers against the Penguins are ridiculous. That's, that's and so I didn't crazy. do it tonight. Yeah. yeah, It's so crazy that like he has the most points against the Penguins of all the teams we played. That's the craziest thing to me. Like, okay, yes, it's good to see against like a cross-state rival. Don't get me wrong. But like, the Penguins? Like, who would have guessed? It's the thing that makes Jake Voracek frustrating. And, like, of course, he also plays with Claude Giroux a lot of his career. And these have been, you know, at least pretty big games a lot of the time. And that top line needs to step up. But it's the thing that makes Jake Voracek so frustrating. No, no, he shows us He shows us how good he is against the Penguins. Like, the oh, way no, he plays yeah. against the Penguins... That's how good he is. Like, it's not even, and I can't even just say it's him. It's some of these other guys, too. It's like, we play any other team. It's like, nobody shows up. But then all of a sudden, the Penguins play, and it's like, oh, time to show up. It's our cross-state rival. Suddenly, uh, Jake becomes a superstar. Drew starts getting, you know, starts, you know, Drew and Coot start winning board battles and doing this, that, and the other. Um, I know that we've, I know that y'all, and we're probably going to touch on it quite a bit, but Wade Allison definitely solid i know that you know seeing him not seeing him getting down and getting greasy not afraid to make the sacrifice play you know winning board did he win board battles i don't think i saw yeah yeah he he made some defensive plays he won some battles behind the net and he made follow-up plays like yeah makes the play makes the play to get the puck to the net and then gets to the net himself for the next play it's those sorts of uh it's those sort of sorts of second effort plays that I think they've really missed a lot this season. And, hey, it's his first game. He's got all the adrenaline in the world. But it's nice to see that maybe he's got that in him. Yeah, I think – and you know what the crazy thing? I think my favorite highlight from him tonight, probably one of them, because there's probably a couple other I'm missing, but my favorite has to be when he, like, he backhand – I think he went – he tried to go upstairs, but then he immediately skated around the net. He was, like, there in, like, a split second, like – I'm like, damn, this kid's like the freaking Flash or some shit. Like, no, he yeah, went for that. Uh, he went for that Morgan Frost goal. Uh, yeah. That you know, uh, that backhand along the goal line. But then you know, it doesn't go in. But he doesn't just watch. He goes around right. to the other side and tries to make something happen. And he's that's something got, they really need. Yeah. And like, who already already met him there? There was like, it was him and I think I think it was Lazinski in front of the net. Lazinski. Okay, maybe it was Lazinski. It was him, Lazinski, and there was like one or two other players. But it's like. If we can honestly get that type of those type of players within our systems, well, within our system, especially more so on the taxi squad, like, and I've been saying this, like, and I know everybody's been saying this, like, you know, why don't we start just playing the taxi squad? Like, you know, what do we have to lose at this point? You know, it's like you said, some of them, some of them may surprise us. Like, you know, Lazinski looked pretty decent for what I've seen, you know, okay, granted, Allison, wait up, yeah, Allison, it's only a game, but I'm sure he's probably got more in him. Um, gosh, I could probably go on and on. But, but yeah, I'm- it's these are the types of players, especially, and thanks a lot, Nikki. Like, these are the types of players, 
in your bottom six, you know, on entry level deals, guys who are second, third year in the league at some point, like this is what your bottom six needs to be made up of so that you can go out and spend money on your top end players, which they absolutely have to do this off season and the next couple of off seasons. If they want to get back to the level we thought they were at coming into the season, which is legitimate contender, you need those young guys producing at the bottom of the lineup so that you can go out and get somebody who can be a legitimate difference maker in the top of the lineup. And, hey, that's not to say Wade Allison isn't going to be eventually a top six forward. Maybe he's going to be an excellent second liner one day. But just to see that he can come in and make some sort of impact in the bottom six, um, that's that's really encouraging. All right, let's go to Ian Ackerman. Ian, you are live on the post game. Hey, what's up, Bill? How you doing? How, how are you tonight? Doing pretty good, man. Honestly, like like most of us, was kind of expecting the worst and was pleasantly surprised. And I think hell might have frozen over with a shootout win. Yeah, I mean they're they're due at some point. The fact that like Carter Hart makes two saves and they're both glove side, and Giroux and Couturier make beautiful moves. It's again just. It's fun to see, but also frustrating, like, where the hell was this all year? Uh, but it's it's nice to see that they have it in them sometimes. Yeah, for sure. And, like, I really liked Jake's game tonight, and uh, I thought it was hilarious when he was jawing. I think it was with Latang. They yeah. were, like, kind of getting into it. I thought that was hilarious. Um, Wade Allison, like people have been saying, I mean, yeah, it's one game, but he had, he had a spark. I mean, the kid looks good. I'm curious to see what he can bring. And it's it's not just like he's not just a skilled player. He didn't just get lucky a couple times tonight. It mm-hmm. was it was hockey effort. It was IQ and effort that made him make plays tonight. And it's something that I think he can really build on. And, and like, do I expect him to be the next Joel Farabee? Do I expect him to be a 25, 30 goal scorer in this league? I don't. But if he can just be a contributor, you know, in his spot, he mm-hmm. was a second round pick, a second right. round pick that makes it is a huge deal. That's really big. Like Scott Lawton was a first round pick. Now it was a bad draft, but right. that's the kind of guy you get on average out of the first round. If a later round pick like a Lindblom, like a Allison, if those guys start to turn out, you actually do have that depth we thought we had. Right. I really liked the penalty kill tonight, too. Um, that was good, but the power play was another story. And um, When you the, get a power play in overtime and don't score, it's like, what are we doing, guys? Yeah, it's deflating. And, like, when it went to a shootout, I was like, well, L. And then when I think Kevin Hayes had that horrible pass in overtime, good God. Ugh. Yeah, he had a – yeah, he had a couple of – again, Kevin Hayes, I think he was better than – um, maybe I've seen him recently tonight in some areas, but mm-hmm. he's still just he's still not what he was last year. Yeah. yeah. But right, um, oh, yeah, thank you. No, yeah, I you got it. Say, that's all I had to say, man. Appreciate it. You got it. Thanks a lot, Ian. Uh, do we have any more speaker requests? All right, I'll wait a few minutes. We'll see if we can get a few more in here. I'll read some comments. Haven't done that in a little while. Um, Let's go to this one here. Stunk Beagle, nice name, says Hart playing like his rookie season. Yeah, I mean, and even, I mean, his rookie season was technically that first year when we called him up. He played enough games to qualify for rookie of the year. But, um, you know, him turning it around, not just throwing this season away, I kind of want, and I'm sure they have some back-to-back, so maybe you don't want, you know, to start Carter Hart every game. 
they've got like 12, 13 games left. I kind of want to see Carter Hart in 10, 12, like 10, 11 of them. Uh, just see, just see if he can salvage something out of the season. See if he can build on what he did tonight. And I know it's one game. Like anyone can have one good game. We've seen plenty of goal, plenty of bad goalies have one good game. Uh, like Anthony Stolarz had like a 45 save shutout the other night. It's not like this means, oh, everything's fixed, but maybe if he can just build on what he does tonight, like Crosby and Latang in the shootout, both go glove. He stops it. Maybe there's something there. Maybe he's finally starting to turn a corner. That would be nice to see. I think we got another speaker request here. Let's see. Ah, oh, Mr. 69. How are you tonight? Tonight's 60. Still, I think this game deserves like a half-assed woo. Cause yeah, like a honestly, woo. Okay. Yeah. I mean, anytime we beat the Penguins, it's definitely a crack of beer. Let's enjoy this win. Soak it in. I mean, there's not really much else to look forward to this year. But tonight, let's all drink a beer and enjoy this one. That's, I think, more so more so than taking anything out of it from a team aspect, because we still know what this team is. For us, we yep. deserve a win against the Penguins, right? Like, we exactly. should get to, we, even though this doesn't change what I think about things, and honestly, winning out every game for the rest of the season probably won't change what I think about things. But at least I get to enjoy this one a little bit. Thanks, Bill. It's a little victories, man. I agree. Thanks a lot. All right, let's see who we have now. Warren Brody. Warren, you're live How on the you post doing, game. Bill? Great win tonight. Nice to see. I'm really happy to see some of the younger players play a lot better tonight. That, that to me, was a highlight tonight. And, you know, Wade Allison, uh, I think, was drafted the same year as Carter Hart. So that turns out that, you know, looks like we might have something there. You know, hopefully he can stay healthy. Was he the third pick of that second round? I can't – let me yeah. – I'm going to look – is that what it, it was? LeBurge, Hart, and uh, was it Allison was the third one? I think so. Let me, I have hockey reference right here. Let me give it a real quick check. But anything else do you have? No, yeah. The other thing is I think uh, I'd like to see Allison get a shot. They put him in a power play again. Our power play is not that great. Maybe, maybe he can, maybe they should work him on there and, you know, keep, uh, working with Lazinski, you know, for penalty killing, we we need some younger guys to to maybe push these other guys. Because I do, th- there needs to be some sort of competition. Just uh, there needs to be something to make somebody uncomfortable at some point. And like Allison coming up, that's awesome. I hope everyone's just happy for him. But if one guy, if one guy looks at it and goes, "Oh shit, there's my spot." Like, all right, there's competition where we didn't have it before, and that's something well, this team badly needs. It doesn't let them stagnate. Them, you saw them going to the net tonight. He was going to the net. The, the Limbaum was going to the net. Patrick. I mean, they followed him to the net. I mean, that says something. Uh, you mentioned Patrick, and I did want to bring that up. Like, regardless of everyone's opinion about Nolan Patrick, and there's a ton of opinions out there, you got to feel for the kid taking a puck to the dome. I didn't see the update. Maybe there was an update in post game, but goddamn for a guy okay. with, they, they said he's okay. It's yeah. And yeah. I, I believe that it's just, I know a lot of times with head injuries, like, yeah, let's see how he feels tomorrow. And if have he's good, held out, have a good night, Bill. Thanks a lot, Warren. Appreciate it. Uh, like I know a lot of times with head injuries, guys feel fine right afterwards. And it's what happens later. 
Uh, but I, I'm just hoping for Nolan Patrick's sake, like nobody, regardless of how you feel about him as a player, you know, he sits out all last year with the, uh, with the migraine disorder. He takes the puck to the head tonight. You don't want to see that. Like that's, that's a fucking bummer. Um, uh, hopefully I, you know, the last caller I th- said, uh, they said he's okay. And I hope that's the case because God damn, like this kid's career has been snake bitten basically since, you know, his draft year, since the year he was before he was even freaking drafted. Uh, he's had health, excuse me, health issues. So you just don't want to see something like that. Uh, Nikki, you're back up. Nikki, you have something else for us? Yes. Actually, there was a couple things I wanted to point out. Oh, okay. Um, the first one was, did you actually see that uh, Hart kind of did that little boucher, like the, that little pump he did? I went to, t- I, I, I think I meant to tweet it and didn't actually, but yeah, he gave you the little, he gave you the little boosh celebration after the shootout. Like that must have been like, not a major confidence boost, but like it's a confidence boost. It has to be the year he's had and everything. And, you know, he has a great game tonight and they only score a goal for him, but then they come through in the shootout, but he still mm-hmm. had to make the save to win it. Mm-hmm. Like maybe this is what had to happen for him. I would love to have won this game six, one, but right. maybe this is what had to happen for him. And we won't know until the next time we see him and the next couple times we see him, but this could be a big turning point for him. I mean, that's also the other thing. It's the same thing with like, you know, I mean, honestly, anything is possible with the way that this season has been going. Cause like with this weekend coming up, you know, they could surprise us and win both games and, you know, regulation or OT or whatever. And, that's fine, or they can lose both games and somehow get a point out of each, and that's also fine. Or they can just lose both games, and it wouldn't surprise me anyway. Yeah, um, the results at this point are secondary. I just want to see good things. Like, winning is good, but I just don't think this is a playoff team right now, and right. I just I mean, want to see good things out of the guys who are going to be here going forward. Right, and, you know, they're probably a bubble team at that. Also, in regards to Patrick, like, I honestly have to, like, I know I've probably mentioned it a couple times on a couple different post games, but, like, I honestly feel for the kid, because, like, I have, I know that I don't, I know that they're not professional level, but I've had a couple friends that have dealt with that kind, those kind of issues, and it's just, like, having to be sidelined with that kind of injury, and, like, you know, you being the second overall pick, and, you know, everybody's sitting there, you know, he was, you know, his rookie season was good, and, you know, then all of a sudden that happens, and, now everybody's all of a sudden going, oh, he's a bust, blah, blah, blah. It's like, really? He's not a bust. Yeah, and a player like him, like he, he, no matter what he really is, you know he thinks he can make a difference. Right. And to just like constantly be dealing with uh, like something else other than his on-ice play, that's right, a hindrance. Right. And it, it's a bummer for a guy who has you know a high ceiling. Right, and you know, honestly, he's young. You know, there's still plenty of room for improvement it's like you know a lot of people would have been like oh trade him do this do that it's just like give the kid time like yes he's got an injury but honestly the injury bug is literally the story of philadelphia teams it bites us in the ass when we don't want it to or when we least expect it because it's happened before in shortened seasons and in regular seasons too that, that aren't you know what i mean yeah, there and yeah, thanks a lot, Nikki. Uh like it's yeah, this team has had some bad luck this year. There's there's no doubt 
that it has been a Murphy's Law sort of season. And that's not why the season has gone the way it's gone. There's lots of blame to go around, lots of real tangible reasons that, uh, you know, they're not a playoff team this year. But at the same time, goddamn, everything that could have gone wrong has gone wrong from like Sean Couturier getting hurt early, uh, getting hit with COVID, the goalies, you know, being in this condensed schedule when they come back from COVID and the goalies both kind of going into funks where they both need time off and you just can't get them time off because they play more than every other night. Like, again, after the outdoor game, it was a 40-game and 71-day schedule. There's no way to take a rest and hit reset on your goalies when that's the case. It's just you're just getting hit over the head every night. And you have a couple of injuries, a couple of things go wrong, and suddenly things snowball. Now this team has a tendency to let things snowball, and that's part of their that's part of their shortcoming as a the mental makeup of the team. But it's not like they've had anything bounce their way this year either. I'm still mad at them. Still think they really underachieved. But there is part of me that's like, it's not as bad as it has looked because of all the things out of their control that have gone wrong. Uh, Kalim Clements. Kalim, you are live. Did I get your name right? Uh, Kalem, can you hear me? Kalem. Yeah, Kalem makes way more sense. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. Name. Of course you're right. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm happy for the win, of course. Even though this team's not making the playoffs this year, I, I don't think so. But gosh, I would have felt amazing if we scored in that power with play in the overtime with Crosby taking that penalty. Holy. I can't believe, like, when they called it, I was shocked. Like, I yelled. And I know, like, we think a lot of times there's some sort of there's some sort of conspiracy against Philly, and there really isn't. But when Crosby gets called for a penalty in overtime, I was shocked. I will say, though, maybe this game going to a shootout, maybe it's what Carter Hart needed more than anything else, to, like, have the spotlight on him and come through. I think so too, especially with him showing that celebration at the end. Like, I don't know if anybody else has noticed it, but I've noticed it throughout the year of kind of any NHL team or any opponents that we've had. When they score goals, like they're they're happy, they're excited, they're pumped up, they're showing it. When we score, it's just like a simple, you know, fist pump. Yeah, okay, cool. We score, we put it in the back of the net. So it was happy to leave show uh, Carter Hart showing some heart tonight when he got that win. Yeah, and just a guy who is so subdued and so even like you could tell this meant something to him it wasn't just another game it wasn't just a couple more saves he felt like he did something that's why he celebrated and it's he deserves it like he's been through a lot of shit this year I was very happy to see that and I think it's a good sign yeah well thanks a lot thanks for doing these I've been listening to a long time first time speaking so thanks oh don't don't be a stranger thanks a lot uh, let's see here. Stunk Beagle. Oh, great name. I read your comment earlier. Now you're live on the post game. How you doing tonight? Beagle. Beagle going once. Hey, Bill, can you hear me? Oh, there you are. There you are. Yep. I can hear you. I'm sorry. It's cutting out. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can hear you. All right. Great. Yeah. Same with me. First time speaking, but long time listener. I'm glad I made the switch over to the uh, locker room. Anyway, what I wanted to say, it's kind of bringing back to the Nolan Patrick thing. Um, I mean, you look at guys like Sean Couturier, you know, look how long it took him to bloom into a a legit, 
you know, first line center. And I'm not really saying they're the same kind of player, but, you know, look how high Patrick was drafted and, and his ceiling we talked about. I don't think it's even possible to think about giving up on him yet. Yeah, like, no, I, giving up on him is a different con- – like, that's asinine because he's a cheap – I don't even know if he has arbitration rights this year. He's a cheap forward right, like, like under team control. So yeah, like, he he's a cheap forward under team control. He ain't going nowhere. Giving up on him is stupid. Now, like, if you can include him in a trade package – for a legitimate difference maker, that's a different story. But the idea of giving up on him, yep. I think, is crazy because, like, this is a capped sport. You just don't give up on guys, especially guys drafted in the first round, let alone second overall. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree with you. And um, speaking about a package, if you if if we were to package him with someone who who might you consider throwing in? And I don't really know like for anyone specifically, but a name that comes to my mind right now, and I know he's got a, a, a he's also got a huge ceiling, is a guy like Morgan Frost who we haven't seen a lot of. And I wouldn't want to throw away just because, you know, we, we did the Braden Shen trade and things like that. You don't want to, you know, throw away your, your first-round pick for nothing. But, um, again, for, for some guy who could really be a difference maker, maybe throw someone like that in. Yeah, I mean, to me, like the dream trade and, you know, with his pending contract, I think after next season makes it maybe a little more complicated. But dream trade for me is always Johnny Goudreau. Obviously, they need a number one defenseman, whether it's Ron, uh, whether it's Ryan Ellis or someone else who might be available this offseason. But those are the those are the types of trades I'm talking about. And like those are the types of trades I wouldn't be worried about throwing in a frost, throwing in a Nolan Patrick because and it's gonna take more than them to like get a, a legit star in here. But I think I think what is missing is top end talent from this team, and the only way to get that is giving something up. Yeah, I think you're right. And Goudreau might not be too bad out of the question just because Calgary looks like they're going, you know, they're starting to ship big pieces off here. I know. And uh, thanks a lot, Beagle. Like just watching, just watching Calgary and how they constantly underachieve and like, Hey, listen, Johnny's a big part of that. Johnny's one of, if not the best player on that team. And he's part of the underachievement. So you got to realize you're taking on that baggage. But when you just look at what he can be, which is a fucking superstar. God damn, it's hard not to really covet that dude, especially knowing like, like, listen, Johnny Goudreau's dad taught me how to skate. I'm not saying I have some sort of relationship with Johnny Hockey. I'm just saying I grew up at Hollydell and to have him in a Flyers uniform would be as close to perfect as it could get. Zach Boyle, Zach, you are live on the post game. Yeah, Bill, uh, just wanted to start by saying uh, you don't trade away second or overall draft picks unless you're uh, Winnipeg and you just don't care about goals. <laughs> and, like, listen, Line A, like, Winnipeg, Line A, Line A is a great goal scorer, but – and if he lives up to his potential, he'll be he'll be one of the best players in the league, especially just as a pure goal scorer. But he hasn't come close to living up to his potential since his rookie season. And I like Line A a lot. But you look at that guy, what's he really done? I mean, they sent him out to pasture. They sent him to Columbus. Sure. Like, yeah, no, that's like a that's a fuck you move. When you trade someone to Columbus and they got they got a good return for him, no doubt. But there is also something to like, oh, you went out of Winnipeg? We're gonna send you to the second worst city in the NHL. 
Yeah, I mean that that's a death sentence for for a guy like Line A. Like he needs to be on a highly skilled team with like a couple of playmakers. Especially no- under uh, especially under Tortorella. Like, oh, you know who really won't like you? The guy who hates exactly the type of player you this are. This asshole that doesn't like offense and has never liked offense. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to make that comment because that that was so funny. Just who are they getting rid of? Number two overall draft picks, Patrick Line. Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot, Zach. Appreciate it. Uh, do we have any more speaker requests here? Let's take a few more comments. See if anyone else wants to talk, and then we will uh, maybe we'll get out of here tonight. Uh, let's see. Hart was visibly pumped in the pressers from Jeff Walbert. Yeah, I, I mean maybe this meant a lot to him. Maybe this is an actual turning point for uh for Carter Hart. And listen, is it happening too late? Is it going to make a difference in the season? Probably not, but Carter Hart is not like um it's not about this season. It's about the future of this franchise. The, everything they've built is built around the idea that number 79 is the franchise goaltender. And what we saw this year, it's like, oh shit, that might not be the case. Now, of course, again, like I've said many times, at 22 years old, he is still a year younger than Henrik Lundqvist was as a rookie. Uh, Lundqvist was a 23-year-old rookie, so he's got plenty of time, and he can still be great, and great might not happen for him until like 27, and that's going to be a real tough pill for us to swallow, but it's a reality. Seeing him tonight, maybe just, maybe something just clicks. That's huge for the next season, the next few seasons. And honestly, for my mental stability, for just me as a human being going about my life day to day, if I'm not worried about Carter Hart, goddamn, that's, that's, uh, that's honestly, that's freaking huge. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Nikki, you're back. What's up, Nikki? All right. I know it's, I've probably spoken more than I should have, but like, it's just, you know, y'all, y'all were talking about free agents and it's just like, you know, the first, honestly, I do want to say aside of maybe like Dougie Hamilton, even though it's a massive shot in the dark, I'd say a guy like Johnny Hockey, I definitely would love to like add on to this team. I mean, yeah, we have a lot of depth as far as like, you know, centers and wingers and all that in our prospect pool but at the same time you know it, it, it's it's good to have a guy that's got like some experience under under his belt to teach the kids you know oh 100 percent. yeah absolutely uh like in terms of johnny um like and that's just my pipe dream of wanting that type of guy like it but it just seems it just seems like there's a you know Calgary serial underachievers, the Flyers serial underachievers. It just seems like there's a deal to be made there, no? Like there's just something, there's just something there that I think they could prime away. And maybe it's a multiplayer move. Maybe there's a lot more involved in it. But uh, I just think, I just think there's something there that they could make happen to bring Johnny Goudreau home. And I wouldn't discount like after his contract is up after next season, I believe him signing here as a free agent. Like that's a legitimate possibility. It kind of sounds like from everything I've heard, he would very much like to come home, but trading for him, bringing him here, getting him in house and then signing him to an extension. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, Let's see here from Jeff. So we pretty much need to run the table for the rest of the season to have a shot at the playoffs. I I don't know about run the table, but yeah, you need to come pretty damn close to it. Um, 
yeah, it's – I just don't see this as a playoff team. I just don't think you can play the way they have for a majority of the season at this point and then, then just expect to flip a switch. You know, wouldn't they have – if that switch – if that switch was on the wall, wouldn't they have found it by now? That's that's what I'm thinking here. Uh, from Hunter Moyer, if I'm being honest, it's kind of stupid how people can blame mental illness when they commit a crime or self-harm when play- – oh, Jesus, I didn't read this before I started reading it. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that comment. I'm not going to read the rest of that. Uh, Zach Boyle. Carter gave the fans a jig and I loved it. No, it was, um, it was, it was something special. Uh, that's honestly more than the saves, him showing some emotion, him realizing the moment and just being like, yes, I just stopped Crosby and Latang in the shootout. Like that gave me more confidence than anything I saw during the 65 plus minutes of the game tonight. 100%. Um, Tyson Barry from Nikki Hall. Tyson Barry, I consider pursuing if he's a UFA. Um, I just don't know if he's what these this team needs. Like, I'd love a, a legit star like a Dougie Hamilton, but man, goal prevention is a real issue for this team, and I don't know if Tyson Barry really really helps you there. Beer of the night, great question, Mister Sixty Nine. We've got uh, this is what I'm drinking now. I was having some earlier. Uh, Brew Dog Brewery uh, Triple Hazies. They were 10%, and I think that contributes to some of the way I'm talking tonight. Uh, didn't realize they were 10% until about halfway through my second one. So I switched over to these Cape May Make Fast. It's a New England IPA, supposedly a little tropical, only 7%, still pretty strong. Uh, not the best. You know, everyone knows I love Cape May Brewery. Uh, this isn't their best, but it's pretty good. Uh, maybe other people would really like it. I don't want to like disparage it, uh, but it's not exactly what I'm looking for. Uh, from Warren, Johnny salary, tough to fit under the cap. Oh no, there's like, it would have to be, especially considering like, you'd also have to sign him to an extension. Otherwise it's asinine to trade for him, but it would have to be like, Hey, we're going to give you ghost and something else for Johnny or like, we're going to give you Jake and something else for Johnny, you know, it would have to be, you'd have to give something up. You'd have to give up something. uh, You'd have to give up something substantial just to be able to, unless, you know, they make those other moves just to create salary space. And then you trade them, you trade prospects or something, but it would take some maneuvering to get, and they need more than one top end player. That's the thing. My, my dream off season is Dougie Hamilton and Johnny Goudreau. And that's recognizing they still need like a number four defenseman and a tandem slash number two goalie. You know, they, they need a lot. There's holes in this lineup, but um, like my dream is Dougie Hamilton and Johnny Goudreau this off season Uh, from Mr. 69. Having the over was a kick in the dick. It sure was. Uh, (laughs) I went on the air tonight on uh, You Better You Bet on the Odyssey app. Give it a listen. It's a great four-hour daily gambling podcast. If you're into sports gambling, ain't no better thing to listen to than You Better You Bet. Um, I went on and said the over at six and a half, and when I bet it, it was like even money at plus 100. Like this is stealing money. They In their four or five matchups this season, they haven't gone under seven. 
over six and a half is a simple one. And I told, I said I wasn't betting it because I don't like betting against the Flyers, but you look at the Penguins team total overs at three and a half, four, four and a half. Maybe you might want to look into those. And of course they come out and give up one goal, which for like the fourth time this season, they've given up less than three. So it was freaking ridiculous, but it was, uh, Hey, if this means Carter Hart's turning it around, I will gladly take the loss. That's the thing about betting against the flyers. Basically it's so I don't lose twice. I take the over, I take other teams, team totals over. And then if they lose, it's because the Flyers did good things. So I don't feel like jumping out of a building twice after I watch a game. Um, Brody, Warren Brody says, ghost and connect me for Johnny. Yeah, it would take something like that. Maybe even a little more like them and a draft pick. Uh, Nikki says, I'd parade in the streets if we landed Hamilton and Johnny Hockey. And yeah, that's my dream offseason. And it's still like, maybe wouldn't be enough, you know? Unless like Phil Myers drastically turns things around, unless like we're going to go with Ghost and Moran as a third pair or something like that, you know, uh, they still need more than that. But it would be a hell of a start and they'd be back to at least like pretend contenders, you know, at least they'd be fun to watch a little more fun than they've been this year with those guys. Um, any more comments here? We've got a couple more minutes before I'm going to call it a night. Scroll up, see if we can find some old ones. Wade is tatted up. Anyone else see his Instagram? I haven't seen that. No, I'm gonna have to gonna have to look into that. I know. Hey, who doesn't love another ginger? Uh, another ginger flyer. We've had great luck with them in the past. Of course, my beautiful wife is a redhead, so she is a big fan of Wade Allison already. Uh, as she sits here looking at me, like, when are you gonna wrap this up? You've been going on long enough. Um, I did not. <laughs> she said no no she didn't uh zach boyle uh no here we are no wonder winnipeg didn't want line a he's fucking lazy from hunter i don't know if it's lazy i just think like yes defensively he's probably a lazy player i just think you know, one-dimensional players are fine in hockey when they're defensively one-dimensional. And oftentimes, defensively one-dimensional players, that's just a cover for being actually bad. When a guy is one-dimensional offense-wise, that's when we label him like, oh, he's an issue. And I always say, you can't win a game 0-0. Somebody has to fucking score. Yes, the other guys, the other 20 guys on the team have to play some defense. That ain't his job. Like, he needs to go score the goals, and he hasn't been scoring enough goals, which is why, you know, you, you get online, eh, and why I'm kind of down on him and, and glad the Flyers didn't trade for him. But, like, in a different situation where he's just kind of let loose and you have a team that can prevent goals, which this Flyers team can't, obviously, um, it, it's fine. Like, Danny Briere didn't play any fucking defense, and he's Mr. Clutch, you know? Like, what are we talking about here when we, when we talk about these players sometimes? Uh, Nikki says, I only say Barry as second uh, since Hamilton is the top. Yeah, like I like Tyson Barry. On a different team, sure, go get him. It's just kind of like that's not what this team needs unless they're getting like the top end, like, you know, a young Eric Carlson's type situation. Um, they need uh, like they need someone who can also help prevent goals against, which – 
I, I don't know if Tyson Barry does. Barry Schaefer, you're going to be our last caller tonight. How's it going, Barry? You're live on the post game. Hey, Bill. I'm good. How are you? I'm well. Hey, question about Seth Jones. I heard his name earlier this year and was honestly shocked that uh, Columbus would think about giving him up. He, he's 26 at only $4.5 million. Um, and I know that they're, they went to a weaker division. They're in seventh. And this is about the time that Tortorella gets fired. Do you think that that's realistic? Because, I mean, that contract, that looks really appealing to me. I saw I saw Seth Jones's name on Twitter today for, from some people who I really respect. And Jesus Christ, if they could get Seth Jones. Like, imagine Seth Jones and Ivan Provorov together. Like, that would just be phenomenal. I don't know how realistic it is. Like, I don't buy into rumors until shit actually starts happening. But Columbus is like a pretty bad organization overall, and everybody wants out of there all the time. So it wouldn't shock me if he wants out or if they're just looking to move on, whatever. But yeah, I would. there are very few things I wouldn't give up for Seth Jones at this point. Yeah, my, I, I believe he has to waive a no-trade clause. But, you know, if he sees playing... It's Columbus. Overall, yeah, exactly. Who, who would even want a no-trade clause out of Columbus? And I think guys a lot of like I think guys a lot of times just want to be able to control where they go and they earn it like ex- like exactly like we just said with the uh, with the line A trade like he's in Winnipeg who would want to be there and then and then you get traded to Columbus like literally anywhere else in the league would be better than that playing for John Tortorella in Ohio like I think guys just kind of want a little bit of control over that sort of situation uh but goddamn it, it, like if they could get Seth Jones yes please whatever I don't even care about the cost it's like a it's like the best dinner you ever had I'm just handing the server my debit card and saying I don't give a shit like done all right sounds good thanks bill all right, thanks a lot, Barry. And uh, let's see here. Do we have any more speaker requests? We do not. So we are going to wrap it up there. Uh, that's tonight's post game. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for hanging out. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts, and boom, content delivered to you daily. And if you're listening to this on the podcast feed and want to be a part of the post game, it's super simple. Download the Locker Room app. And you're there. Uh, find me. It's it's just Bill Matz in the locker room app. Uh, hit follow or whatever. I don't actually know how it works, but I'm part of the NHL group, so you'll get notifications whenever I go live. It's the BSH Radio Flyers post game, and boom, you're you're right there. You're able to participate in the post game. You can request to speak, and I can take your call. It's real easy. So download that locker room app. Um, Anything else? I don't think. I don't think so. I think that's it. So thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. I'll be back after the next game. And until then, have a great week, everybody.